When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, wonderful patrons. You may have noticed that we don't have any new meals for you this week, and that's because I have just a little bit too much going on with school right now, so I couldn't whip up anything new, and so we decided that we'd just close the restaurant for the month of April. We'll take a little break. We will be back in the month of May with amazing new specials for you, but in the meantime, we decided to feature some content from some of the other amazing creators on the Cultivate Podcast Network. So please enjoy specials from Weird Distractions, Ye Old Crime, Let's Start a Cult, The Dumb Found Dead, Reddit on Wiki, and Shots and Thoughts. Welcome back to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast where you chat true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, folklore, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We're here every week. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. And Christy. This week we are talking about a little bit of folklore, a little bit of an urban legend, just a little bag of mystery. But before we dive into this week's distraction, Christy, what is your need for distraction? My need for distraction this week is I'm message I'm doing this call with Alex via just waking up from nights. So I'm a little sleep deprived. I'm a little sad I just took the whole long weekend away when it was a long weekend. So here's to one more weekend off next weekend. We're gonna bachelorette, so that's gonna be really fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes. And until we get to the bachelorette, we're we're gonna need some distractions. I Yeah, so we're recording this over the Civic Canadian. I think it might be in Australia too. I don't know. Who knows? It's a weird it's a weird long weekend. But regardless, we're recording over the long weekend. And my need for distraction is the fact that I would just like a month off of work at this point. Like just a month. Yeah, just 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 a month. Just the idea of going back to work tomorrow and all the phone calls and texts and appointments and all that. Not really here for it. So at least it's a short week for you. Yeah, but I still have to deal with people. (laughs) People suck. People suck. It's weird, you know, getting into social services and you have to deal with people. Strange. What a concept. (laughs) Anyways, I think it's time for us to get distracted, shall we? Please. So to celebrate 70 episodes of Weird Distractions, I thought it would be nice to chat a mixture of a folklore, cryptid, urban legend thingamajiggy, as mentioned before, and specifically a creepy weird one because, you know, we should probably stay on brand. This week's distraction is the Kentucky Goblins, aka the Goblins of Hopkinsville, the Kelly Little Green Men, or the Kelly Hopkinsville Encounter. This is going a weird way. Yeah, it's a babe of many names, let's just put it that way, and the most well-known encounter of these mysterious creatures takes us back to August 21st of 1955. Picture it. It's warm. It's Kentucky. I don't really know much else in terms of reference, but it's 1955. When I picture Kentucky, I think it was the Derby races, and it's just Ah. a nice summer day. 
I picture a lot of horses and some big old hats, some big old fancy brim hats. Yeah, some of them are a little out there, but I get that's the brand. You had to be a little wild with your hat. Well, exactly. It's it's its own derby as a you know as the Kentucky Horse Derby. It's like own competition race horses and race for the best. Hat. I don't know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So before we dive further into this case, because we literally haven't gotten into it yet, but I just want to give a heads up that there are various accounts across various resources of what took place on this date. I've tried to either use the most consistent information or pinpointed where there is more than one report, just so that everyone's getting the most information without having to do the research yourselves, because that's kind of that's kind of the whole point is we're here to present to you some information so you don't have to do the Google deep dive. We oui, that defeats the whole purpose. Exactly. So anyways, back to August 21st. 1955. I can imagine it was probably a hot evening that night in Kentucky when a mixed group of adults and children would allegedly witness something that would change their lives and the area forever. We really need to, get, need to get a soundboard of sorts, like something where we can just press a button and have like I feel like it's our go-to noise, but it's like basic (laughs) it's basic i know whatever it gets the point across the group that we're talking about today was made up of the following according to the skeptoid website so there was mrs glennie lankford who reportedly rented the home in the rural hamlet of kelly which is 11 minutes north of hopkinsville where this incident all took place uh her adult sons elmer and john sutton plus their wives so now we're at five adults a friend named billy ray taylor and his wife and then some of the adults children uh the accounts seem to kind of vary in terms of how many adults or children were present that evening. Some say seven children and five adults were there. Others say that there were eight adults and three children. Regardless, it was there a were some it, people there. Yeah, it was it was a party. It was just a little party. Maybe they were watching the derby that day. I don't know when the derby takes place. What what when, what time of year does the derby take place? I have no idea. All right. I was well. just saying these people are having a party, and so it's get weird. It's about to get weird. According to a history website article by Volker Johnson, the group mentioned was on the property of Mrs. Glennie Lankford. They were having dinner when roughly around 7 p.m., Billy had allegedly witnessed a light flashing over him whilst outside filling a bucket of water. In the history website article, the light was described as, quote, real bright with an exhaust all the colors of the rainbow. So I picture, you know, the the more you know star, but as opposed to like a comic star, it's just a light with a rainbow at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? I do not. Well, this is really awkward. I'll have to send you a picture. I'll, we'll figure <laughs> You'll it out. you have to update me. I will. And maybe I'll add it to this week's post. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how far I get and see if I actually remember after we're done recording. So Billy reportedly watched this light land behind some trees. Not long after, strange noises started to emerge from the landing site. Billy went back into the home to explain to everyone he just saw. He probably went in and was like, holy crap, I just saw something really weird. Which you may have guessed it. They all were kind of like, uh-huh, sure, Billy. Mm, yeah, I'm sure you saw something weird okay (laughs) Billy, you're like five deep like what are you doing (laughs) yeah like okay billy did you get the bucket of water or not (laughs) uh apparently even the kids were not believing billy's uh billy's story so you know it's bad when the kids aren't believing right 
because their imagination yeah exactly but then something odd happened about an hour later when the family's dog started to bark non-stop squirrel (laughs) it was just a squirrel it was just a big old squirrel outside but no billy and elmer sutton sometimes referred to as lucky that's elmer not billy uh went to the dog by the back door and noticed a strange glow and in this strange glow they reportedly witnessed a small humanoid creature described as being three and a half feet tall this creature reportedly had an oversized almost perfectly round shaped head super long arms talons for hands and big yellow eyes that seem to have a yellowish glow to them i think due to the size of stature they have been dubbed either little green men even though they could have females or babies or referred to as goblins hence kentucky goblins because they were so tiny i don't know I feel like size doesn't matter, but whatever. I feel like they just sound really weird in general so far. Exactly. The figure's body reportedly gave off a shimmer in the light of the night's new moon, according to the History website article, which noted that Billy and Elmer claimed it to be almost like a silver metal. Plot twist, they were actually wearing the Fenty Beauty highlight on their cheekbones. That's what <laughs> with the shimmer glow. <laughs> with the shimmer go. Just plugging Rihanna without her even being existing at that time. It's whatever. Before she was even born. They had the Sephora coupon code already. That's that's what it was. That was the shimmer. That was the glow. That was the ooh la la sensation. So Billy and Elmer though weren't super thrilled to see these little creatures, even though they were. Sp- boarding some really nice highlighter uh and i think they were both spooked and weirded out by what they were seeing so they responded which most people probably back then would have responded by grabbing a 22 rifle and a 20 gauge shotgun and began opening fire at the creature and it was point 22 rifle i don't know what that means i'm not a gun person what does that mean christy do you know what that means um i think it's like the like gauge Ah. I like telling you in size. Um, but, uh, yeah, they mean business. Yeah, it's kind of what I figured. Any, I mean, guns in general mean business. If someone's whipping out a gun, even if it's like the tiniest gun in the world, I'm going to assume that they're not fucking around. Yeah, they'll be a little crazy. So when they shot at the creature, the creature reportedly raised its talon-like hands, did a flip, and then scrambled into the darkness. I'm kind of giggling because I'm like, Did it do a backflip? Was it a somersault? Did it do like a hand, like a, I I don't know, like a cartwheel? It just said did a flip. So I don't know. Your creature is uh, really good in gymnastics, apparently. I was going to say, is this the Olympics? Was was the Olympics kicking around this time somewhere? Are you sure? Just, yeah, who knows? Anyways, in the history article, there's a direct quote from Mrs. Lankford regarding the situation. Quote, I went out in the hallway and crouched down next to Billy when I saw one approaching the door. It looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. It was a shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator, end quote. It was boxed with some legs, just like chilling. It's like... 
Basically, yeah. That's the weirdest description I've ever heard in my entire life about anything, really. It almost appeared as if these creatures, which some reports claim that the group thought there could have been anywhere from 12 to 15 of them, were almost, like, resistant to the bullets. Uh, according to the Skeptoid website, Billy and Elmer started burning through ammunition, and the creatures kept seemingly... Like, they kept coming back, essentially. I'm just picturing just the size of them, like, these, like, long leg talon things, but then, like, this little box body. Like, I just picture, like, a swarm of, like, spider-type creatures, like, coming at them. Oh, I don't like that. No, I didn't picture that. I was picturing this, like, little cute little <laughs> thing with Fenty highlighter on its cheeks and little talons, but, like, cute talons. I don't know. I, I, I went cute. You went weird. And dark. I went spiders because you love you them. Spider, yeah, you went my least favorite route. But you know what? It's fine. It's what makes us a dynamic duo, even though I'm terrified now. <laughs> so the guys are going through ammunition like crazy. Billy decided at one point to go outside. Billy is ballsy. Let's just put it that way. Uh, presumably maybe not seeing any creatures and wanting to see if they've gone off the property. So, you know, kind of checking to see if the coast is clear. However, a talon-like hand had allegedly reached down from the roof Billy was standing under and grabbed his hair. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, no. mm -mm, mm -mm. Needless to say, he got back into the house real quick. Like, no. See, I I know me. I love to make movie references every time I think of something. So when I see that, all I picture is a quiet place when that little thingy is like, dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you made a lot of movie references in our last episode. I'm sure people... Love appreciate it. it well yeah it's the thing about the thing about podcasting is yes we're telling you descriptions of things this that and the other but sometimes it's nice to maybe reference something in social or not social media in the media in yeah. yeah so keep it up champ we're here for it <laughs> if you don't let me know i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. i will also visually clarify uh that at no time does it seem like the creatures entered the home like based on what i read i don't think they ever entered the home they're just kind of climbing around and near the home but they never actually went inside the house um there are some various reports as to what happens next one account claims that genie who has been described as kind of like the matriarch of the sutton family and of kind of the group reportedly told the group that these creatures maybe weren't there to cause any harm but that the group should go to the cops because you know there's a situation happening they kind of need some extra assistance like they're burning through ammo they don't know what exactly the intent of these little little goblins are so she probably goes like do we need a murder crew do we need an exterminator like what's going on (laughs) yeah exactly uh another report claimed simply that the group waited inside the house for up to seven hours before leaving the property at around 11 p.m in their respective vehicles and essentially like beelined it for the cops so there's two accounts there might be more but those are the two that i read um whatever kind of the breakdown of it was the group got to the police station and stated terrifyingly what they just saw you know and i did read somewhere that apparently this family like this group of people they weren't necessarily known to really go to the cops for anything you know they kind of just handled things their own way so to speak they have all these guns on the property and they're like (laughs) let me just take care of this myself so 
they're, they're serious if they're going to the police. Yeah, it definitely speaks volumes, right? So after explaining what happened at the home, police reportedly called for backup, which included military police from nearby Fort Campbell, state police, and a photographer from the newspaper called the Kentucky New Era. Not sure what the photographer was going to do if like one of these creatures came out and like started attacking and then snapping pics, but... Yeah, like, what the fuck are they going to do? They're going to be the first one to be, like, surrendered, be like, here you go, you be the first to go. Yeah. (laughs) You can take some pictures. Go for it. He's actually going to be our, you know, what's that? Sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. We're going to sacrifice him. When the police investigation began back at the property, they did find a bunch of shell casings, verifying that Billy and Elmer were going a little bit gun crazy, trying to defend themselves. However, the gun casings were the only thing that officials could reportedly find. According to reports, the investigation seemed to speculate wildly that the adults reporting the incident were maybe a bit intoxicated, uh, basically discredited the reports being made. But there have been counter-arguments. Jenny reportedly did not allow for any alcohol to be had in her home. And there was no physical proof that anyone had been drinking that evening. So fight me on it. Were they sober? Were they not? I mean, it's hard to say. It's one of those things where unless you were there and unless you knew the people, Hmm. you'd be the judge. Yeah, I'm... I f- and it's kind of hard, too, because you don't want to discredit anyone's perspective. I feel like we we advertise that a lot, especially when it comes to our paranormal stories. But it, it's always kind of hard, right? Like, unless you're there, unless you see something, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, no, you weren't drunk. Wink, wink. Or, oh, yeah, no, I totally believe you. You say they had really nice, like, a shimmer to them. Hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? They look like little fridges or little cans, what gas cans, I think. Or no, regular cans, whatever. It's just, uh, it's hard. I, I, I'll, I think we should let our listeners be the judge. But needless to say, even though people kind of speculated that maybe the family had been drinking and maybe got a little too turnt and started seeing shit, maybe. But even then... Like, how drunk would you need to be to start seeing, like, hallucinating these kind of things? I don't think you need to be drunk. I think you need to be on some other substances, hallucinogenics. But regardless, I'm just saying that who knows what happened. But it's weird that they went back and they're gone. Like, where'd they go? Maybe they realized that the, the fam, like, the group had left and they're like, well, this is boring now. We're not scaring them. Guess it's time to leave. Wanna go catch a movie? Maybe go watch the Derby. Like, just like thank you, next. Yeah, thank you, next, basically. Because there was no, no, like, no sign of anything happening other than all the bullet casings on the ground from when uh, Billy and Elmer were trying to defend themselves, right? Who knows? Without any further evidence, including seeing the little creatures, the officials left the scene. And like most plot lines in horror movies, the creatures actually made a return. So according to various accounts, the creatures seemed to come back on their explorative bullshit between 1 a.m. to 2.30 a.m., somewhere in that time frame, and reportedly ended up staying on the property until the sun came up. So they did a beer run. Let's put it that way. The, the, the little goblins did a beer run. They're like, oh, they're all leaving. Oh, run to the beer store quick. Come back and keep this party rolling. Wait, so they came back and did anybody notice they came back? Like, did they call the cops this time and be like, let's come look? 
I don't think they called the cops. As far as my understanding, the home that all this took place in was pretty, what's a word, pretty run down. I don't think it had electricity or like a phone line out there. I mean, they were going outside mm. to get buckets of water. I'm not. That's true. That kind of sounds, yeah. I mean, it's 1955. I think plumbing was a thing, but I could be wrong. I don't, I barely know what year it is now. So yeah, I don't think they had a phone. I think that's why they went to the police station as opposed to just calling. Mm, gotcha. So they're just sticking it up with them in the wee hours of the morning again. Exactly. So Glennie apparently reported that she had witnessed one come up to her bedside window where it placed its talon like hand on the screen and I'm going to assume it kind of had like an ET moment but it was quickly ended when Glennie had called for her sons and well they came with a gun <laughs> so needless to say that ET moment was uh pretty short-lived and was gonna be out the window and be like tap 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 it starts rapping Saweetie's song tap 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 in <laughs> making too Basically, many... it's like let me in <laughs> yeah making making way too many 20 20 and 2021 references for this story no relation but we're we're grasping at straws here uh i'm trying to live in the live in the now this crazy exactly anyways once the sun was up the creatures were gone seemingly for good but the party wasn't over for the gang who had made the claims because let's face it this was a hot story so the hamlet of kelly and subsequently hopkinsville seemed to boom with investigators and reporters coming in and asking about the creatures seen on that august 21st evening police investigators did reportedly return back to the farmhouse the next day to see if they could find anything further kind of in the in the light in which they reported reportedly found absolutely nothing. The group who had made the claim reportedly gave their descriptions and breakdown of the situation to a local radio station employee. This employee was allegedly impressed by the consistency and how specific the story was, like how each of them were able to consistently say the same story and each of them had the same specifics. Mm-hmm. Not everyone believed this tale, of course. Uh, apparently, rumors spread that the group may have been drinking and made up the account. However, as mentioned, there was no evidence of this. So there was no alcohol, beer bottles, liquor bottle. Like, there is no evidence. As far as what I read, that the group didn't seem intoxicated. I think just because of how wild the story is, we tend to be like, hmm, okay, were you sober? Um because let's face it, the sober mind is sometimes boring and we like to know what what got you to the point where you're seeing little green goblins, right? Or little little green people. So we like facts. So yeah, like the same thing. Like it's good to be there to see it or else you just really don't know. Exactly. And to add credibility to the group, according to the History website article, a UFOlogist named Isabel Davis discovered that the group had no history of making preposterous allegations. Regardless, there was another explanation, one not having involving alcohol necessarily. In 2006, about 51 years after the incident, a senior researcher of the International Committee of Skeptical Inquiry, aka your next future gig, Christy, <laughs> basically basically uh so this person was named joe nickel reviewed the evidence of the 1955 encounter and christy you're gonna love this explanation so probably not but okay hear me Nichols stated that the great horned owl, a.k.a. the hoot owl, could have been the mysterious creature freaking the group out on that August 1955 evening. You look so unhappy with this 
this answer. Yeah, like an owl? <laughs> That's what you had to give me? I'm disappointed. First of all, I'm talking about these long legs. A, a owls don't have long legs. First of all, barely have legs at all. Yes, talons, but like not like large hand talons, like little baby talons, like me. And um, shimmer, their eyes. Is that where you get the Fenty shimmer? Their eyeballs? I don't know. I'm pissed. Yeah. Referencing the History at website article, again, the owl reportedly has long wings, which could be mistaken for arms, talons, yellow eyes, long ears, and a round head, which seemed to match the description from before. They also have a Sephora account, and they make constant, like they're on the VIP, the Rogue, I think it's called the Rogue membership. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, apparently the metallic aspect of it has been narrowed down to the moonlight reflecting off of an owl. So like that natural shimmer that we all want, but we can't get. Apparently an owl can get it, which is annoying. Also, I have a question. I'm not really big into my uh, animal planet, but do owls go in crowds? I thought like owls are little lone wolves. So why is a swarm? Well, actually, that's my next. That's my next point. So it doesn't necessarily explain to moi why there may have been more than one creature on the property that evening unless there was more than one owl. But I kind of thought the same thing as you. Like, we hear weird distractions. We're not owl experts by any means, shape, or form. Maybe that will be our next podcast venture. We'll just talk about fucking owls for seven years. Who knows? Anyways, I feel like they're very... You always see them like pictures. solitude. I feel like they're yeah. like the little bird. They're like, let me just exactly. sit in this chair. Or in this chair, oh my god. Just sure. free. <laughs> and be like, hoo-hoo, and just hang up on myself. That's exactly what happens. That's a really good depiction. <laughs> just chilling in my tree. <laughs> Christy's new show is just going to be Owls, where she just pretends to be an owl. For some reason, I pictured one at a picnic. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So you know, I give the best imitation. You know, exactly. No, that's 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 where my that's where my mind went. Thank you. Uh, the great horned owls are reportedly known to be the most active around dusk and can be extremely aggressive when defending their nest. This could be why the owl grabbed at Billy's hair, or just in general following the folks around, as it could have been pissed off if the two men maybe shot at the nest. I don't know. To me, it's still kind of a stretch. It's a big stretch, but okay. Exactly. Regardless, the mystery still remains just that, but the story of what happened on August 21st, 1955, still is a pretty popular one, I believe, especially in the area. I should also note that there were numerous UFO sightings prior to this one happening in the area. Uh, However, this story in particular seems to be the biggest big-ticket one in terms of notoriety and with the most information. Um, I wasn't able to find any recent sighting since 1955 but if you're from the area and have some stories please email us and christy will tell you how you can email us at the end um but to kind of summarize this little weird distraction this weird tale from kentucky uh although there is a logical answer up on the table it seems hard to kind of wrap i mean i I think our heads around it that an owl can cause such fear in a group of people which i think also falls back into our previous episode of owl man remember remember owl man remember when we did that one 
Seems like mm-hmm. seems like forever, forever ago. ago. <laughs> Even something that seems so well explained and borderline mundane as being an owl doesn't seem to add up to the mystical and bizarre experiences and perceptions explained with both the Owlman sightings and the reports from that August night in 1955 in Kentucky. Once again, we'll allow listeners to be the judge of this, but with every alien story or alien adjacent story i think it's fair to question if we really are alone in this galaxy and if we aren't have our fellow neighbors already paid a visit and if not what the hell is going on with the owls in this damn world i swear to god (laughs) i give you the eyes because it always goes back to aliens is when i was writing the notes up for this episode i was like christy's gonna roll her eyes out of her sockets because the man for filth (laughs) yeah exactly but it it needed to be done. Anyways, that is the Kentucky Goblins, a.k.a. their other 17 names. And yeah, that's kind of that on that. So shout out to my resources, because without you lovely, fine people, I wouldn't have been able to tell this story and to have an opportunity to hear Christy really give us a show about owls, which the, the new podcast will be released uh, early September. <laughs> It's called Time to Have a Hoot <laughs> by Christy McCann. No. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much to History Website article, How the Little Green Men Phenomena Began on a Kentucky Farm by Volker Janssen on January 2nd, 2020. The Courier and Press Website article, History Lesson, Goblins of Hopkinsville by Daniel Smith on August 21st, 2017. The YouTube video, Little Green Men in Kelly, Kentucky, Kentucky Life, K-E-T, uploaded by KET, which is Kentucky Educational Television, on October 31st, 2019. And finally... Wait, before you do that, did you say KET? KET. Okay, then when I heard it the first time, I was just like, I thought it said, hey, E-T, and I was like, why? Why?" (laughs) I know it's KET. It's Kentucky Educational Television. (laughs) And finally... Without further interruptions, the last shout out that I have to give is to the Skeptoid website, the Kelly Hopkinsville Encounter, which is from their podcast episode number 331 by Brian Dunning. And I believe we mentioned Brian Dunning when we covered the Hesdalen lights way back when, because that also feels like 10 years ago since we talked about that. Yes. Yes. And actually, speaking of which, I will let you get to your segment, but we did get a comment on the Hesdalen photo, one of them that we posted, and someone had mentioned, I don't have it in front of me, but one of our listeners had mentioned that apparently with the lights, there were a lot of UFO sightings. I think in my notes, I had only put that there was a couple because that's all I could see, but... Apparently, a lot of locals in that area have seen a lot of strange things beyond the lights. So just just going to throw that out there. There was a lot of strange things going on there in general. So Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever figure that one out. But you know what we do need to figure out, Christy? Where listeners can figure out where we are. Yeah, where they can listen, where they can say hi, where they can maybe buy some merch, maybe get some stickers, maybe support us on Patreon. Like, spill the tea. And spilling all over the place. Um, where you guys can find us is we are on multiple platforms where you listen to podcasts, but mainly Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us, 
Um, please consider leaving a review, leaving some stars. That would be really helpful, preferably five stars, but that's great. Um, Spotify, Google, and as I said, any other platform, you can support us on our show for free by following us on our variety of uh, media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, just search Weird Distractions Podcast. Also, if you're looking for more of us, please join us on our two tiers of Patreon. Uh, we get monthly bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes footage, some stickers, all that goodies. Um, bonus episode topics we've already done is the Oakland County Child Murders and Ismo Uni and a couple more. Um, shout out to our current Patreons, as always, Tom and Bailey. Thank you guys so much for your support. We love you. That's my version of Mariah Carey. You're welcome. <laughs> we had a tune, but okay. Um, wanted to also help out the show in other ways. You can uh, pledge for us a one-time pledge on Buy Me a Coffee. You can also support our merch. We are on Redbubble, again, just searching us. And lastly, we want to hear from you. We want to do some listener distraction stories. Uh, we haven't got too many so far. So unfortunately, this month will kind of be a buy month going on. But if you guys have stories, feel free to please send them in. We are always looking for more to weirddistractionspodcast.outlook.com. It can be anything little, like you have seen a sighting, you have encountered an, or a murderer or anything in general. We would love it all. Exactly. As of right now, we currently have two stories sitting in our little story bank. Uh, so thank you to those who have sent them. Don't worry, we will read them at some point. But before we start recording, Chris and I were just talking. And I said, you know, I don't really feel comfortable releasing a short episode when it comes to listener distractions because I would like to release something maybe with like four or more stories. It, it's, it's, yeah. We just, we want to give some sustenance. Yeah, we want to give the most. And we do acknowledge that sometimes our episodes are a little bit shorter in comparison to other podcasts. I mean, other podcasts I listen to, some of them are like over two hours long. Um, but we're not at that level yet. And not only that, but I think Chris. Nobody got, yeah. got time for that. But regardless, we are holding on to the stories we have. We would really, 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 really love to get some more, especially with spooky season around the corner. Like, holy crap, Halloween is literally days away. It's not, but in my heart it is. So if you, you need could... to chill. Yeah, if you could send us a story, that would be great. As Chrissy said, it could be true crime adjacent, maybe conspiracy theory adjacent. Uh, maybe you went to a haunted house recently or some weird paranormal thing is happening at your home. Send it our way. We just want to hear it. And as always, if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye. Bye.